Come on, hurry up. Pass me the power ratchet. Uh, which one's that? It's the one that goes whiz when you pull the trigger. That's the one. Remind me, why are we doing all of this when we've actually got a really comfy studio over at Hutton? Well, we were doing our bit, you know, lending a hand. Uh, how does assembling a chair help life? Well, we've got to sit on something while we're broadcasting. The floor's all grubby. Okay, what do you want me to do with all this broadcast gear? Just, just bung it over there in the corner. Gently! Sorry! Sorry! Okay, I think I've got a transmitter up and running. Just need to adjust it carefully. Okay, give that a go. Our mics are live. Welcome to the Hutton Orbital Outside Broadcast Suite, live this week once again from Lave Station. Everything's a bit singed and under repair, but we reckon we can cobble together... I said, I reckon we can cobble together a show. Oh, look, can you see what those noises are? It looks like they're repairing the plumbing. Do, do they have to? I can't hear myself think over that racket. They say that we have a choice, they carry on, or we can broadcast knee-deep in bio-waste as the extractor pumps from the bathroom facilities fail and we're up to our frame shifting this. I could put out an apology if you want. What sort of thing are you thinking? Uh, like, we're very, very sorry that someone broke leave and we're having to fix it because the powers that be can't be bothered. How about I just close the door? You know... The thought never occurred to me. Right, now that that racket has stopped... Um, sorry. Was just tightening Chicks's nuts up before something fell off. Um, uh, his chair. Right, now that the racket has stopped... Yes, it has. Right, we can get on with the headlines. when Lave Radio deserved its title as the hottest show this side of Deso. TJ Byway Leeway Mayday. Gadget porn? Don't mind if we do. Turn the cow's ear into a silk puss. Lacon reveals all. We've got a not-quite... And finally. I'm making sure we don't do an EDF and forget something important in our home systems. And I'm shouting about what everyone else is up to. Lave Station, that shining orange jewel in the history of humanity. Uh, okay, except when it was still black and white. Last week, we reported on the NMLA attack on the station, which caused huge numbers of casualties and risked the detonation of the brandy stalls. 
Hutton Orbital, helped by independent pilots of the galaxy, launched Operation Orange Peel to save as many people as possible from the flaming station, allowing firefighting teams to get safe access to the flames and, where necessary, vent whole sections of the station to space, putting huge swathes of flames out in the process. Our target, one million evacuees in a single week. First on the scene was Commander Wotherspoon of the Galnet News Digest, there to evacuate the entire Lave Radio crew to a waiting remote broadcast studio in time for their Tuesday programme. Everyone except the safety officer was found, though there are rumours that he stayed behind to protect Edelweiss's classic Enya record collection from destruction. We are glad to report that not only is he fine, the record collection ended up melting and won't be played on the radio station on an endless loop any longer. Pilots from Hutton, the Paladin Consortium, the Privateers Alliance, rescue operations led by Commander Sykett, Cannon Interstellar, the Hull Seals, and others worked tirelessly to save everyone they could from the station. There was a small hiccup on the first day, as calculations indicated that the birth rate on the station was actually higher than the speed we were saving people. But after more commanders joined us, anyone gestating was removed to safety and the problem stopped. Over 200 commanders representing more than 50 of the galaxy's finest squadrons did their all to get everyone safe and didn't get too upset at demands for five tons of kitchen mixers or a ton of little umbrellas for cocktails just to make the passengers that little bit more comfortable. There are rumours of a number of unscheduled spacewalks being issued by the less tolerant rescue commanders en route to the waiting megaship. As of Wednesday evening, we were only 50,000 short of our target of 1 million, but the night shift commanders completed their task with only minutes to spare before the firefighting team arrived and doused the flames. Particular thanks should go to the Paladin Consortium, and in particular Commander the Adman 2315, for their efforts in saving so many people. A special citation has been entered into the record books for the diligence of the docking controller and the parking attendants who stayed at their posts throughout the rescue, alternately panicking over the radio and issuing fines left, right and centre for anyone who managed to loiter, litter or loaf anywhere in the docking area. Who knew that disposing of limpets to make room for more desperate passengers was frowned upon? Certainly not Commander Duet. More on this later. Phase 2 of Operation Orange Peel went live this morning, with repair crews docking from the rescue ship and a purchase order being placed for thousands of tons of repair materials to bring the station back online. We are happy to report that the only commodity actually available for purchase at the station is Lavian Brandy, saved from a fiery confl conflagration by the efforts of Lave Radio's safety officer using a hand pump, a large bucket, and the contents of Eddie Lee Wise's stockroom to put the flames out. Hutton's admin team have asked Cecil to contact the Alliance and register their disgust at both the misinformation that led the NMLA to believe that it was an Alliance station and the flagrant disregard of the repair efforts in their latest community goal. Flossie will be bringing us up to date with those details later in the show. As was expected, many of the other stations that were attacked have also been brought under control, aided in the main by the owners of them handing out ranks to anyone that loaned a hand for a minute or two. The galaxy now has a lot more kings and admirals in it than it did last week. Notably though, the Sol system is still on fire. We attempted to contact the Earth Defence Fleet, or EDF, for comment as to how they managed not to defend Earth and indeed how their fleet managed 
not to bring the fires under control, but their answer phone message just says, gone to Kokari, back next week. Guys, you had one job. Once Slave is back online, we might just have to pop over to Sol with a fire blanket and put it out for them. This, however, is an all-truckers bulletin. Will all commanders please report to their ships, pack the racks and get back to Lave with as many repair materials as you can. Beryllium, superconductors and polymers are in the highest demand, and we've been reassured that they'll be paying a good price for them every time you visit. For more information on the exact requirements, tune in to Flossie later in the show, who has a full manifest of everything you need. The Pilots Federation, Hutton Orbital and Lave Radio have confirmed that as this is an officially declared CCCG, there will be prizes issued for the best contributors across the two phases and the leading squadrons who've sent representatives. Everyone's favourite blame depository, a man often described as Hutton, Hutton's oldest member with the longest standing, the irrepressible TJ has managed to get some inadvertent re-sculpting done on the nose cone of his diamondback as he metaphorically boosted out of the letterbox from behind a Type 9, only to find another Type 9 leisurely sliding sideways into his path. Now, when recklessly flying almost any ship that doesn't have military-grade armour and you come into sudden violent contact with the back of an almost stationary T9, there is only one possible conclusion. You lose and the pilot of the T-9 looked slowly round to see what the noise was. Think of a gnat flying into the right buttock of an elephant. Actually, think of the gnat flying right between the two buttocks of an elephant, because where it would end up was exactly where TJ finished. In the pit. The repair pit. As he came within a poo-encrusted gnat's wing of needing an entire new ship. And his insurance is a lot more than 5%, we can assure you. TJ himself escaped relatively unscathed, though we admit it can be hard to tell, but he was last seen trying to weld pieces of an Imperial Eagle, a keelback and an SRV together to try and get his transport back. We often lump the blame for all sorts of natural disasters on TJ's shoulders, but it's incidents like this one that remind us that all we're doing is playing the odds. Sooner or later, everything will be TJ's fault. The Pilots Federation have finally released further information on their very own Middle of Little Tool Spectacular that will be coming next week to an alpha test near you. Yes, after the leak of the security footage showing the frameshift bandits using a variety of handheld breaking and entering tools, they've been forced to update their online catalogues with the latest in gadgets, widgets, and the kinds of things that you buy your grandpa to keep in his tool shed. First equipment revealed was the new Profile Analyzer. No, not a tool you use on dating websites to see whether someone's a good match and to translate the letters G-S-O-H into thinks they're funny, but really. But a mini handheld data mining machine that can give you everything from someone's inside leg measurement and hat size to their preference in breakfast cereal, shady past and preferred pronoun. According to the Pilots Federation, they've discovered that it's also able to clone someone's identification right down to the DNA level. 
Nurse Wayeth had to be called after a certain King Hanky of Colonia was caught with a prototype, zapping himself in the hopes that he could create yet more clones. But after a mix-up between the transmit and the scan modes, he appears to have reprogrammed himself to believe he's a fish. Second on their list is the Energy Link, which has been hotly anticipated by members of the Fuel Rats, as it is rumoured to be able to transfer energy directly from your own suit into someone else's using non-contact microwave energy waves. There are suggestions that a new wing of the Fuel Rats will be launched calling themselves the Bat Rats. Slogan, we've got amps, you don't. The safety booklet that we've seen here over at the Orbital includes some very important warnings. The one in big red letters say, do not lick the live terminal. We suspect that because if you do, it might be. Putton's security team are investigating whether it can be used as a substitute taser for subduing the unruly aboard the Orbital. And of course, a number of the station's forum-dwelling salt mining community are absolutely deadpan about the potential for vampire mode to be able to suck the energy out of just about any situation. As with many a personal device, having a lever that goes from blow to suck at a moment's notice is bound to have hilarious consequences and probably a number of embarrassing hospitalizations. Hot on the heels of these two is of course the arc cutter that was used to break into the power regulator room in the heist the other week. A precision cutting implement that seems to have a life of its own and know exactly the right track to cut along to break things open that you shouldn't be breaking into. What the second mode is on this device is anyone's guess, though rumours are that welding might be one option, though novelty Kamitra cigar lighter would be far more handy in those Hannibal Smith moments where we love it when a plan comes together. There has been no mention yet of the community named Dyson Scanner, given that the name due to resemblance to an innovative home cleaning device from the 21st century and likely to be used to explore strange new worlds, seek out new life, and then take it home in little jars to look at and go woo over whilst counting the cash from exobiology research centres. Do you keep getting that recurring pang of regret? You know the one. It comes and goes, then it looms, often when you're trying to get to sleep. Listening to the comfort and hums and taps of your life support systems. Then it creeps into your consciousness. Why did you do it? How could you have been so stupid? What possessed you? You had one job. One job. To buy a useful ship. Was it the multiple engines? The slingshot? Boy racer? Spoiler? Or was it just a size matters thing? Each time you wander through the hangar reassured by those comforting oily metallic smells, Pasha Python, solid, dependable, and possibly purple. You shoot an admiring glance at your own ass. Even the cheerful old space cow. It flies like a double-decker bus with marmalade wheels, but boy, can she shift the gear. Then, there it is, hiding in the corner under a big tarpaulin, looming, huge and useless, collecting dusk and docking fees. You leak on Type 10 Defender. And the rush of regret comes again. Why? Why? You tried it in combat. 
You tried it for cargo runs. You tried it for Explorate. No, you didn't. No one is that daft. So here it sits. Big, ugly and useless. The biggest paperweight in the galaxy. Like a giant, expensive garden shed. It's become your budget fleet carrier. Used to store all those extra modules you have. Well, it turns out there is a use for it. If you engineer it up the wazoo, stuff it full of laser turrets, all set to auto fire, stash some hold bait in the cargo in the hold, park it in a low res, and let loose your ship launch fighter, you can just leave it there to look after itself all day, shooting unsuspecting pirates. That's right, if you're in the galley cooking up a three course dinner, your death dealing disco laser ball is racking up the kills. It's point defence turrets killing any hatchbreaker limpets that dare come close. While you indulge in your sumptuous feast in front of your 64k view screen, watching the latest comedy show to come out of Alpha Centauri, then have a nap, you wake refreshed to find that your auto fortress type 10 will earn your tidy summon bounties. You will of course be at the centre of a cloud of debris and wrecked hulls, so be careful when you leave to cash it all in. Oh. Alvin DeFear does not approve of this behaviour. He would prefer that you make your way in the verse in an honest, truckerly way. And also, parking outside the lab station with the lasers on auto and playing Disco Inferno at full pelt is just in poor taste however you dress it up. And now, some of this week's news that may have escaped your attention. Ow! Self-styled Emperor Hanky, Lord of the Clones of Colonia, supreme leader of the Isle of the Snake People, is obviously bored with counting his gold elite status medals that he's had made, and has turned his attention in a new direction. Colour. The Colour Purple. The Colour Purple, that's used by so many to enhance the look of their ships, especially after the Pilots' Federation made it so freely available. Too free for the skanky hanky, he thinks that purple is too posh for truckers. At least he did once someone explained the word posh to him. We were so worried about his disapproval that we gave the job of recolouring our fleet to Vantaean, who is colourblind. Be careful what you wish for, Hanky. Oh. We discovered this week that Commander Andran has been demonstrating true truckery spirit, despite not actually formally being a trucker. It appears that the commander takes a brand new Hutton mug with him on each and all of his long exploration trips. How else would you keep your coffee warm? And so has introduced the cult of the mug to many far-flung places in order to celebrate his madcap achievement and to ensure that in the unlikely event of him meeting another pilot out there in the black, he is recognised by all and sundry, especially the sundry, as a true trucker. He has been awarded a Hutton decal for his ship. Mind you, we're not sure how he's going to keep the decal looking nice after a few hundred thousand light years of, of travel has stripped off most of his paints. We may have to send one of our fleet carriers to deliver some DLC for his hull. Oh! Commander Draxor has finally finished the arduous job of spinning gold into, well, gold. She and a certain FTM Mustang put their shoulders to the wheel, realised that the wheel wouldn't help, and then used a shovel to dig up gold. Mm, lovely gold. Traxor then had to take a lump of the shiny metal and draw it. 
draw it into a long, long thread. Then practice her needlework and create a load of shiny patches to celebrate the top commanders in our Going for Gold 2 event. FTM Mustang then proceeded to lob them in the general direction of the intended recipients. And we are starting to hear tales of people who, after proper decontamination procedures, have dared to open their packages. And we've seen photographs of the shine from their frankly enormous, and rightly so, patches, reflected in the silly grins on their faces. Well done, everyone. Oh, that's the fourth time you've done that. Daniel Tiberius Topham, known to many as Mollusk Dan or Dan Dan the Mollusk Man, after an unfortunate rapid unscheduled disassembly of his ship and subsequent rescue assimilation by the space mollusks, has completed his long-held ambition to visit the four cardinal points of the galactic compass by visiting Ericsson Star, the most westerly reachable star in the Milky Way. The other three points are marked by Star One, Amundsen Star and Isham Reach, or whatever the young people are calling it these days. Oh, congratulations Commander Star Reach. Now, get yourself back to Hutton in one piece or it doesn't count and you have to go again. Ow! Ow! Amelia Hawke has a new job. Yes, she's been promoted from the Galnet Food Digest to the parent division, the Galnet Rares Digest. Her impressive efforts in sticking strange things in her mouth have led to her being allowed to try out other things. A bit like the shopping channel, but with less cubic zirconia. Did anything much happen this week in Hutton Space? Did anyone notice? Or were you all saving grid resistors, atypical wake echoes and specialised legacy firmware from the flames in Lave Station? Admittedly, with a few bonus people thrown in. Otherwise, in Hutton Space, it's been a quiet week. Once the wardrobe door was slammed shut on Captain Hook in Narnia, there were no adverse states in any system for the whole week. However, four systems are below 40% allowing other factions to squabble and lock up influence. Notably, in Wolf 1481, where a war that started on Tuesday will lock up 30% of system influence into the weekend. In fact, breaking news, whilst we've been assembling the studio here in Lave, Wolf 1481 has fallen to only 25% influence. So get in there and raise Hutton influence. Kokiri has slumped to 33% and needs an urgent boost as the Earth Defence Fleet is within 8% of Hutton. Still, I expect they're concentrated on nothing bad happening in Seoul and they won't bother with Kokiri. Wolf 359 is still struggling to recover from its infrastructure failure two weeks ago and would benefit from some truckly trade to raise it up. Trouble in the wolf pack it seems this week. In Colonia, King Hanky reports that most systems are in the green. Or is that purple? Nope, nope, it's definitely green. But for those listening in black and white, the green is behind the pale grey ball. However, Ale Procol Centauri has dropped 10%, so work there to boost it back to 50. And there is an infrastructure failure in tier, so truck in food and machinery to Dolo Depot. Request an audience with King Hanky if in any doubt. At the top end of the Hutton League, six systems are above 60. We need to keep an eye on those and make sure that our next, next expansion is from LHS 340, which is still steadily recovering from the last one. 
Speaking of the last expansion, Alvin is a bit miffed. You had one job. One job. Okay, so it wasn't quite the system we wanted, it didn't have loads of potential, but it did have a station with a funny name, and that was enough for his fluffiness. We didn't so much lose the war to get a foothold, we didn't play the B team, we just didn't turn up. So we have Fiok to stoffed. Enjoy it, it's the last time you'll hear that for a while. Don't forget that we still need to leave Hotel Carcinari, where the room service dinner trays are piling up in the corridors. Hotton are almost down to single figures, so help out and give us a nudge out of there. Priorities this week are, if you want to truck something, boost Hutton influence in Kukari and Wolf 1481. Yeah, I know you're just going to truck stuff into Lave Station. If you want to shoot it, suit. If you want to shoot something, that'll just shoot something. We still need to exit Carson and Ari, so help any of the factions there except Hutton. News now of events organised wholly by you, the Elite Dangerous community. Commander Avis Maidlung says he did loads and loads and loads of mining last week, or what Amelia would call just a, a little bit of mining, and they moved the carrier closer to the core. Since then, Babster has been jumping around very giddy at the last amount at the vast amount of large and exotic stars and the occasional black hole. Eros may almost made a mess of the inside of his SRV after doing a 5km high jump from a geyser so it sounds like all in all in the last week he's had lots of fun. Eros however is stuck now in a week long series of meetings and workshops related to some experiment he forgot he was involved in back on earth before he set off. If anyone needs him He'll be at the bar with a cup of tea and his tablet communicator, so please feel free to distract him. Commander Hunter tells us that 5 Eurotowers expedition, designed for new pilots who want to do the things the old-fashioned way, without fleet carriers but with friends, and to experience weekly meetups is going fine. The majority have reached Rohini, which means they're halfway to Colonia right now, They've covered 350,000 light years, used almost 30k tons of fuel on over 6,500 jumps and nearly a thousand planets were mapped. Details of this expedition are at bit.ly slash 5UR tours. Commander Mephisto reports on the Comfy Cannon Cruise expedition which is proceeding as scheduled to show pilots the wonders of the galaxy without all that tedious jump scooping. The first three waypoints featured proto-Lagrange clouds containing metallic crystals, solid mineral spheres and three types of anomalies. Subsequent waypoints took them past many wonders, which included the grave of the generation ship Lytheon, whose inhabitants died by an unfortunate mixture of flu and xenobiologic microbes, cuddly croaking gourd mollusks, four types of anemones, sulfur dioxide, fumaroles and gas vents, plus the incredibly fast-moving meter and hollow in Epsilon Indy, not to mention various megaships and asteroid bases. Everyone is in jolly good spirits. Commanders explore the sites together, help each other and generally have a good time. 
Now, I still come on this joining a bit later joining a bit later to the party so if you have the jump range and want to tag along just come aboard details at bit.ly slash ed3c the edc races are having one of their regular events srv racing at court base on saturday 20th of march starting at 1900 utc Details of the course can be found on our Discord channel and at bit.ly slash sheetraces. The sign-up sheet is at bit.ly courtsrace. And that's all the news we have on your events. As always, we'd love to hear from you if you're organising one or even if you've just heard about one so we can help to drum up support. And we're back in the the temporary studio, and the hammering and banging. I think it stopped. Probably I think we're good. No. No. Oh. no. Anyway, yeah, you're going to have to forgive the noise in the background because, of course, we are inside Lave Station this evening, um, broadcasting from some cubby hole that we found that has actually got atmosphere, and they appear to be hammering the system back into shape. Uh, we have the usual radio crew with us. We have Commander Flossie. Good evening, Commander Flossie. Good evening. And you've got lots and lots of information coming up for us in a bit with CGs and CC, CCGs and yeah, all sorts. All happening this week, yes. It's all kicking off. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a little bit of a glitch earlier when only two two of the CGs, not, not yes. three, turned up. But then the third one, typically for the Alliance, was lagging behind. Yes, up, it was. Keep up at the back there, Alliance. <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, we, we, we seem to have a whole pile of those. And, of course, our very own CCCG uh, Operation Orange Peel. Yep, more on that later. Yeah, we've got a lot more sort of stats and information on that coming up. Obviously, you, you've got a few details on on who was doing lots and all sorts. And um, be- before we do that, obviously, um, this is we, we've done phase one, and you're going to tell us about that. And we're into phase two, um, and we have had authorization, as per the news, from the Pilots Federation and from Hutton Orbital Prize Bin, and also from Lave Radio to issue some prizes. Ooh for people who've been doing their truckerly best now we won't be doing that until the end of phase two until the system is actually fully back online and lave you know lave stations up and running nicely um so that won't be probably until next week assuming we can get it all done yeah um but uh, we obviously we're not just going to go with the same old names same old names we're going to look at obviously who's done the most but we've added a new feature Ventarius Fusion's been working really hard, and you may have seen the new feature this week, Flossie, to the tracking on it, on the Hutton Helper. Oh, yes. Um, it, it, you can expand the squadrons, etc., to show actually who's in them. Yep, so we're actually showing the squadron names that everybody's from as well, because we were conscious that previously we were just like a big list of names, and could they be truckers, could they be somebody else? But we thought we'd give some of the, the other groups a little bit of credit and, and show them where they were in the league tables. And there's there's been a lot of shenanigans during the week with groups trying to overtake each other. I think the Privateers Alliance were trying to overtake Lave and um, you know, for fourth place and all sorts going on. So it's it, Antarius has done a wonderful job with the reporting site, 
which you're going to tell us about later. Uh, but you can also now um, sort of click on the squadrons and see who from that squadron was contributing and also what they did, you know, with the trucking and all sorts. You can see you know, whether they're bringing beryllium in or they're, they're you know, doing the copper. Um, so you can see what everybody's been up to as well. It's, it's a really good piece of work. And we know there's a huge update coming to the, the Hutton Helper uh, soon. Middle, middle term soon, but for the time being, you know, that is, is an exceptional piece of work, as mentioned by the Pilots' Federation just earlier this evening as well. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got, we got that coming up from you, but you've, you've, had a, you've had a good week. No, you haven't caught mods or anything. You know, your, your vaccinations are all going well. Yeah, it's been, been a good week, yes. No, no mods, thank goodness. <laughs> That's all right. Bored of being at home yet? Sorry, too busy what was to be bored. So you're bored of being at home, or are you are you, are you uh, too busy to be bored? Oh, I'm too busy to be bored. <laughs> too much going on. <laughs> it's not much different from normal anyway. We've been retired. And and obviously sitting next to you, we have Amelia. Hello, good evening, Amelia. Hello. New job, a hey? promotion to Galnaz Digest. Wow. You're going to have to clean up sort of the, the kitchenette that you've got <gasps> in the corner of the studio. Yes, uh, yes, I'm going to have makes, to. Make space for all the new stuff. New stuff. It's going to be but fun. It, it is, yes. I mean, obviously, there are still some foods that you've not tried yet. Or Actually, I think most of it's booze, isn't it? Um, I think a lot of it is booze and tea, um, which, which also go well together. Booze and tea. Yeah, I, I, I suppose so. It's not something I've ever tried. I suppose booze with your afternoon tea. You can get alcoholic tea these days. Yeah, cucumber sandwiches with a nice Long Island iced tea. Ah, yeah. You see, yep. <laughs> that's that's Cecil's favourite tea. That one. G and uh, tea. Oh, G and no. tea. Oh dear. Oh, oh, oh. my god. But uh, so, uh, Amelia, before we sort of move, move on to the to the other voices, we can hear uh, bimbling around the studio. Um, you've got um, a Galnet Rares Digest coming up for us later. Yes, yes. We're looking forward um, to it. I'm not going to give any details because I want people to be pleasantly surprised. Well, I'm sure you would be if you tried this one out, or at least if you used it properly. If you use it properly, yeah. Yes, there are some warnings. I mean, I think the danger element is still staying with you, though. I think there's always an element of danger. No matter what you do in this galaxy of ours, I think there's always an element of well, danger. There's always I'm a mention. Sure it says it, it's danger yeah. when she, there's a danger when Amelia does it. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it does say it on the box, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it always says so on the box. Yes. Well, you know, it says rares colon dangerous or something like that on the box, doesn't it? Rares. Uh, rare is dangerous. Yes. <laughs> rare is dangerous. Yes, Sorry, you're, I got you're, stuck you're on the colon there. Yeah, particularly <laughs> dangerous around the colon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm totally pun intended. So, so yes, we, we, we're sort of rares, rares colon uh, odyssey to find rares colon dangerous uh, over the rares colon horizon. And I always That's find it. the warnings are on the, printed on the bottom of the box. So when you're reading, the damn thing falls out and lands on your foot. And it's always in really, really tiny writing. But when you get Most to my age, everything's I in small writing. <laughs> are the ones on the little mo models that that, that um, Claire Helen sends out that tell you it's going to take you know three to five years? Yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure a week is fine for those ones. Um, anyway, so that next on our list, we, we we've got Commander Chicks, who's back and doesn't have mods anymore. No. Well, did you liberally apply a hut and mug full of something to the affected area? Well, I most certainly did. And, and did it help? <laughs> or was it just a bed rest? No, I just kept doing it. 
yeah, repeatedly until you fell over and felt rough the next morning, yeah. and then everything everything felt fine. Yeah, twelve hours of sleep. Oh, lovely. I can't remember the last time. That's, I about, did that. that's about a fortnight. And, <laughs> and and obviously, as you're sort of our our, our stand-in sort of BGS expert, while uh, Commander Deadmeat's, uh, I think he's still in jail actually. Um, while Commander Deadmeat's on his sabbatical, um, you've got another system review for us this evening coming up. Yes. Uh... One of the more interesting ones. It's one of the wolves. Is it? Yes, it's, it's a. It's the wolf. Which which wolf could it it's, be? Because we've got a few, haven't we? It's the three. It says in the uh, in the article. It's the three hundred and fifty ninth entry. So that might give oh, you a so clue. It's, it's a well known system full of dastardly rotters, as far as I remember. <clears throat> two <clears throat> large, used two large yeah. stations. Wow, we well we're looking forward to that one. That's that's coming up later in the show. And then, of course, across the desk from us here this evening, we have Commander Palantir, who is on button mashing duties. Good evening. I've got to cut my fingernails down. I keep hitting the wrong button. Oh, dear. Is, is that one of those ones where you see those girls with outrageous fingernails typing on a laptop keyboard and you wonder how it works? Yes. They sort of press them with the middle of their finger, not the, not the you know, the pointy bit on the end of the y- finger. Yes. It's, 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 don't touch typing. Yeah, it's, it's this sort of pad typing, just mash the keyboard. It seems to work, though. I've, have you also seen people with those ridiculous fingernail crampers? You can touch the phone. It's, it's a bizarre-looking experience. Yes, quite. Anyway, um, other than that, have you been well? Yes, thank you. That's, that's fine. No uh, ill effects from being jabbed you, a week and a bit ago. So, just, yeah. a, just, just felt a little <clears> break <throat> and then, yeah. Mm. Yes. I was going nowhere with that one. <clears throat> No, no. Well, it, look, it looks like us, us youngsters uh, are going to be far, far, far behind you after someone interdicted the beluga carrying all of the inoculations. Uh, yes, it does look like it, doesn't it? So, we, they were in a cupboard somewhere. That's, that somebody put them down. They just can't find them. They're, they're just trying to pretend. No, we, we, can't find the, we can't find a whole beluga full of medicine. I mean, that's the problem. It's probably so got stuck in a have somewhere. Yeah, probably. Or went to the wrong station. Probably went to Earth to, to go and play with uh, the burning station. It is round earth, isn't it? The one that's on fire. Oh yes. Now, yeah, I mean, we we did poke a little bit of fun at the at the EDF, who have been our sometime, uh, I wouldn't say enemies, our um, opposite number, should we say, in rivals. There we go. In in a number of conflicts, but you know, what is the EDF's <coughs> primary purpose? Ooh, do you think the clues in the title, perhaps? Could be. Could be. Yeah. Maybe it's a cunning plan to draw you away from it. Yeah. Mm. Now, obviously, they are absolutely clear that the greatest security threat to the Sol system and Earth isn't Tharkoids. We have an apology officer, by the way. Apology officer. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I forgot. I, I was waiting to... for you to forget about me, and then I was going to complain bitterly. I was going to be appalled. Well, no, because I, I, I had in my notes here that, that obviously we we we, we well, I was going to apologise to the EDF, but I maybe not now. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, apology officer. Yeah, actually, do you know what? I think I've solved the mystery of where we are. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think I think we solved. I think we're in Edelweiss's quarters. I recognise that thong. I'll never forget it. The, the, uh, the thong. I've or the tried. Thong, did you say? I've, Thong. <laughs> That's why I think it's either way she's caught us. I'll never forget that thong. It, it, it's just I'll wrong. That, thing. that, that thong. thong's wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, so yes, the, the, the EDF that you, you may know who they believe the greatest threat to the galaxy actually is. It isn't the NMLA and it isn't the Thargoids. They believe it's us. 
Yep. <laughs> they believe that it's Hutton. Wait a minute, Hutton let's, are... let's stop calling them the EDF. Let's give them their full name just to highlight this. They are the Earth Defence Fleet. Yes. What Defending would... Earth from Hutton truckers everywhere. One one thing they had to do, again, they had one job, defend the Earth, defend Sol. Did they? No. Have they fixed it? No. <laughs> Is it still burning? Yes. That's two, that's two jobs. Yeah. Well, well, that's two questions it. about the same job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, look, look, guys and girls over at the EDF, if you do need a hand, you know, don't forget to give us a shout because <laughs> we might show you quite how much of a threat we actually are and fix it for you. Yeah, we'd love to come and visit Seoul. We can, we can set up a wee hut and office in the corner. It'll be fine. But they keep saying our Seoul. Yeah. It's not just Sol, it's our Sol. I think that's directed at us, though. I don't think it's Sol. <laughs> no, <Sol's right. laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I think I think they're they're hiding behind Uranus somewhere. Um, yes, mm. <laughs> waiting for it all to blow over. Yeah, venting gas. But um, tush, yes. Um, but yes, if they need a hand, I'm sure they're going to get in touch, and we, we might pop over once we fix Lave and, and go and sort them out. But have you have you been well? Are you in the in the stabby stabby arm department? No, I've still not. I I, I have not yet been called. I'm waiting for my stabby arm appointment, but I've not been called yet. Gutted. Oh, yeah, I want so to get stabbed in the arm with a drain pipe. Yeah, you, you want to tell everybody, like everybody else yeah. does, oh, I've had a bit of a headache and I felt rough for 24 hours. I want to put that frame on my, my Facebook picture and say, I've been stabbed in the arm. Do you get a lollipop afterwards or just a sticker? I have I've no idea. I think you just got a plate of haggis up here. <laughs> Deep fried? <laughs> Of course. Is there any other way to cook it? <laughs> Battered and deep fried haggis. Mm. Oh, mm. Now you're oh. talking. Well, the legs yes, are the best. I, bit. I, 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 Might just be a haggis bonbon. You want haggis talk, bonbon? Talk, talk, talk talk to the food. I, 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 I got myself a white pudding, not a black pudding, a white pudding the other day. Oh, white pudding, yeah. Mm. I haven't tried a white Lovely. pudding in ages. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's our radio crew for this evening. We do have a Commander Ventura in the corner with a microphone, just vaguely recording things as well as we're talking. Um, good evening, Ventura. He's waving. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the yeah, 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 you're supposed to wave your hand, you bump <laughs> Oh, God, yes. <laughs> he's just pointing at things now. That's that's embarrassing. You know the karaoke booths were the first thing to come back online in the station, don't you? <laughs> Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, if Ventura's yeah. there, he does like his music. Yeah. Particularly anything with the words Lave Radio all over it. <laughs> but we are in Lave Station. We are, we are I'm Lave teasing. Station. I'm teasing, Norman. Um, anyway, other than that, we've got some thanks to give out this evening. Um, would you Would you like to give away our first thank you? Oh, okay. Thank you. There you go. Um, that, that, that thank you there goes out. Who does that one belong to? That one belongs to Draxor. Hey, thank you, Draxor. And, and to, to Mr. Girdler for um, the Going for Gold 2 patches, which have started of course, arriving. Yes. They are big. They're big, aren't they? They are big. They are big. I got mine that, last week, and yeah, it's a whopper. That they're sort of like Jupiter sized oh, badges. Oh, something else. I mean, they're yep. big. They're really big. You may think the Hutton Flight patch is big, but it's peanuts to Going for Gold 2. <laughs> <laughs> Where have I heard those words before? Well, it was, actually, it, was a, it was a big thing. I actually mission. left my hutton patch in the envelope. I'm looking at the things going, oh, that's great. And then I'm going, oh, they get a, they get a hutton badge. Oh, they get a hutton. They get a hutton patch. And then I looked inside the envelope and it was still in there. <laughs> did, but was, did, did you get one of the extra ones as well? Oh, I get the I get the badge, the fantastic badge. The, the little, the little, the little clu, cubicle. The cubicle. The cubicle three badge. Yes. I survived cubicle three pin badges. Yeah. Special edition, never to be repeated again. Yeah. 
which gets taken off of you if you don't survive cubicle three. If we but, go in there and you're lying you slowly dissolving yeah. in the floor, yeah, but you won't know that. You? You, you won't care. You'll be past it. Yeah. Past caring. Yeah, they, they won't. They won't be identifying you by your dental records. They just pick up the badge and say, no, well, you know, no. a one in ten chance of who this person was. Your teeth are the first thing to go. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, now I don't know what the second thank you is about. Who wrote the second? It's, thank I you did. In there? I did. Um, I was very nice. You know, uh, and I forget what uh, Anti Hunt's commander name is. I should do because he's a very because he keeps telling us not to use his real name on the radio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Anti Hunt. No, so, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, We'd like the, to, I'd like to send an apology to Anthony Hunt for using yeah. his real name on the radio. I do apologise, <laughs> Anthony Hunt. The, the, yes, the wonderful uh, dude who did those booklets for ECM with all the yes, blueprints in it yes. and has shared uh, the blueprints with the community. I, yeah. As I, as I was my once, I was look, going through with my paintbrush looking what pictures we could use for our news items, and the one that came out for about the Type 10, and I thought, oh, he's got the world's best blueprints on the type 10s that he's done. So I contacted oh, him yeah. and say, we'd love to use it, obviously, with your permission. He said, of course, do you want the latest one? And so we got a full <laughs> colour one. Well, all right, most Ooh. of it's blue or purple. Yeah. But it's uh, uh, yeah, there are coloured bits on there compared to the ones that mm -hmm. he published before, which were just blue and white. And I think it's really, really nice. He and did now that we've used his name, he probably won't talk to us again. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony Hunt. He did do something for a... Uh, he did do some for LeaveCon year before last, mm. and what he kind of did was he wasn't able to print them, I think. So he sent people the he, he put a folder with the PDFs, and people mm. could get the PDFs. I think yep. you, I think you paid a wee bit of money, or you asked for one or something, um, and you did the PDFs. And I got one of them and get it printed. It was like an A zero size PDF, and I got it printed. Oh, somebody's eating something nice. I want a bit. What's is that <laughs> chocolate? What are you eating? It's a bit. It's a what? bit. Anyway. I get one printed yes. in a print shop, and it was an A0 size one. I've got it in a frame in my room. It's fantastic. It was the Type 9, not the Type 10. I just want to hasten to add oh, space cow. Well, yeah. obviously, um, with um, uh, Snoz and Alvin, um, he obviously provided them for last year's VECM as some of our prizes um, in booklet form. Again, he did it for the previous VECM, oh, yeah. one of the previous uh, VECMs as well, updated with all the latest ships. And um, he even did the, sort of the right colours and a, a Hutton cover and an ECM cover. Mm. So um, he, he's an enormously generous fellow. And uh, the, the work is beautiful, as is, as we always say, with the people who, you know, the artistic skills out there, whether it's Draxor and, and um, all those blueprints or it's Beetlejuice, some of, the, some of the artistic talent out there is phenomenal. It really is. I didn't win a booklet of the blueprints, but somebody very kindly had two and gave me one of them no, I was, was going to say they gave me one and then I thought no 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 wrong crowd they gave no, we're, me one we're, of in the we're in lockdown you can't have one of them you can't have one you're not allowed no Yes, I was reading an article about that today. The birth rates dropped. You'd think everybody's stuck at home. They'd have nothing better to do. Families um, are all working. Yeah, but they're, 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 they're stuck in, the, they're stuck in their own home. Yeah, I, I, I blame Disney and, and all of these TV series they keep releasing. Yeah, um, they, stopped doing they stopped doing chill on Netflix, and now they're just doing Netflix. <laughs> yes, sod the chill. I want the Netflix. <laughs> yeah, uh, talk, talking of our, our glorious and also fluffy leader, I've got a stalker. Oh, oh you he's got four legs and he may be in charge of the Hutton truckers and he's stalking me because um, his handler, Snoz, has got himself a, a second job. Not only does he have to look after Alvin all day, every day, mm -hmm. but he actually has to go out and earn some money to pay for all those treats as well. 
and um, he, he uh, got, got himself an interview and got himself a, a, a new job and a job offer. And he knew it was sort of somewhere down near the South Coast and then realised it was a 15-minute walk from my house. Aha. Uh-huh. Lodge, <laughs> was it too late? Yes. Too, too late to say you didn't want it. No, we 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 are we are seeing whether we can move house, of course. Now, um, but <laughs> yeah. So so his 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 glorious fluffy leadership will actually be spending maybe a, a day or two a week um, down. Yes, visiting Aww. the south coast here and um, saying hello. So uh, Ang- yes, Angus he, will be pleased. He will be having yeah. somebody to play with that's not us. He's <laughs> sick of us. Um, so yes, I, I'm being stalked by him, and then um, Amelia. Yes. Uh, there's an event on Saturday, one of our regular little events, not one of the big major things, but one of our regular social events on yes, Saturday. Yes, indeed. It's CQC. Yay! Yeah. So, Saturday night firefight. Yep, if you need a bit of a break from trucking things and taking passengers and want to go blow things up for a little bit, um, yeah, we have our regular CQC Saturday. Uh, details are, Flossie, where do we find the details of such things? At um, hotfathermug.com. No, no, on, on no. the Facebook events page. Oh, Facebook event oh, page. It was a good guess, oh, I'm, I'm eating <laughs> chocolate. I wasn't thinking. I think you are guilty. Did you eat that under the table? That's why we didn't know. She's pocket munching. <laughs> I knew somebody was eating chocolate and not sharing it. Well, I, I thought Slossy had been suspiciously quiet, and so I picked yeah. him at the time. <laughs> Um, so before we move on to all our various skits and sketches and bits and bobs for the rest of the show, and of course the CG news, does anybody have anything else we want to raise? Oh, oh, about those about the, the the middle of little. Have you seen all the pictures? I mean, they came up on the show just now, but mm-hmm. all of the the tools and gadgets and widgets and stuff. Mm. The debris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does look like me jigs and rumbly bumblies and all sorts of things. Thingamawatsits and hujamuflips. You know that aisle in B and Q, and you you um, you walk down it, and they sort of lined side to side with just exciting looking tools, of which mm-hmm. only half of them you know what they do, and yeah. the other half they probably all do the same thing as each other. That's the you know, man aisle. You don't it, yeah, it, yeah. But it's the interchangeable batteries that all don't yeah. quite fit each other. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, but it looks like in the next couple of weeks we're going to have access to have a go with some of these. The the one that's that, that does the, the power transfer. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if I misread their description of it, but it does sound like you might be able to zap people. I mean, zap, by zap them, I mean like charge them up. You know? Yeah, yeah, fill them up, stick it somewhere, and make their eyes light up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to end up having the bat rats. Yeah, the bat rats. Yes, the battery bat rats. rats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one, and of course, can you use it as a taser if somebody's not wearing one of those power suits? Can you just zap them? You know, yeah. you know cop cop two hundred and forty volts EM, straight to EMP the EMP them. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yes. Um, the, the the main question is: Does it attach? Does it fit onto the groinal attachment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spin my nipple nuts and call me Norman. <laughs> <laughs> how many uh, how many pockets does this uh, do these flight suits have to carry all this gear? Well, Commander Palatine, you or... have um, pockets in your, <laughs> in your ship for carrying all these materials. <laughs> well, Commander Palantir and I did look through the video from um, the, the base assault that was done um, recently to sort of try and work out some of these these tools. It looked like those were being worn at the hip. So you had a big yeah. laser rifle over your shoulder, and there was one of them worn at the hip, but that, that was the combat armor um, one. Um, whereas the, the, the one who was cutting the door open had two i think which was the cutter and the um the zapper so it's a utility belt 
So yeah, I'm at least two. You know, one for each hand. And there'll be some and kind if- of you to upgrade, obviously, where you can fit to your suit, which has a rotating belt. So you can get about a dozen of them on there, and you just and you just have to wait for it to come round before you take it off. A bit, a bit like oh, a, but, but a bit, like it's a bit like getting something at Wagamama's, you know, as it goes past. I was going to say the Jedi Eating game. <laughs> or the teddy bear. The gen- can you have a teddy yeah. bear on your belt? Yeah. yeah, so you you know, you get cutting up cutter, you get identification tool, oh, cuddly toy, <laughs> then, then we're on to the Dyson scanner. Golf clubs. Golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, tease me. They do seem to be giving information about one of these a day, or at least pictures of them and a brief description about about one a day at the moment. So you never know. We might we might see the Dyson scanner soon. We've heard nothing about you know the exploration, the non combat side of things yet. I want to go scavenging. Yeah, and of course that identity scanner, yeah. which, which looks to me like a handheld that one. Yeah, the yeah. the handheld warrant scan. <laughs> I mean, it looks to me like like a handheld warrant scanner. You know, you you walk yeah. past somebody and go. Yep, that's a security person. But then if you zap them, it's like that's a double hard bastard security person. <laughs> and he knows what I've done. <laughs> yes. And he's quite upset. Yeah. Um, but whatever you do, when you scan people, don't giggle, you know, because that, that's, that's not going to go down well. Um, but I, I, the identity cloning as well. Yeah. Mm. The portable photocopier. Yeah. Yes, can I see your ID, <laughs> please, sir? <laughs> this doesn't... <laughs> Are you sure this is you? <laughs> well, I've I've cut my hair and changed gender, and yes, I'm yeah. wearing different clothes, and yeah, uh, um, yes, it's me. And there's FTM Cloud Atlas saying, "I'm Space Batman." Space Batman. <laughs> Space Batman. Yeah, well, with the bat belt, you know, with the batarangs. Oh yeah. Yep. I wonder if that belt, if if they had a holster in two pouches, because they had a pistol as well. The engineer, didn't they? Oh, yeah, you're right. You had a, a, a hand weapon. Maybe it's one of those sort of Chewbacca-style bandoliers across the front just loaded oh, with guns. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be quite good. Yeah. Or, of course, Mindy. <clears throat> it could be Mindy. What, Mindy. As in Morkand? No, no, well, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say that. Now, I'm sure there's some Space Team fans here. Yes. Right. Cricket. D, D for Deadman. Yeah. Oh, Dan, Dan Deadman's Dead Man. gun, Mindy. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, he's got his switch here. Mindy Brown Noise, please. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. A gun that fires brown noise. But that's... Oh. that's a, <laughs> yeah. And that's the most power setting, so that's your emergency... That's your emergency bullets. Yeah. But... Um, and if you haven't read the books or listened to the audiobooks, go listen to them, because they're fantastic, and they make me laugh. Um, so, yes, lots and lots of gadgets and widgets and bits and bobs coming. Uh, what was that? Somebody posted they did say there'll be a planetary signal sources this week on a non-elite dangerous stream no i don't know i don't know what that is oh not an official oh there are rumors what wk jazz says is there are rumors that there's going to be something coming there we go okay yep um but yeah and then we've only got one show until we get our hands dirty mm. or our boots dirty yeah mm. with alpha well dum, you lot dum, have dum. i'll be having the summer off <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I might well, just take that take ten and go to Beagle Point. And, and sulk. <laughs> yeah. It just I'm prove not, it can be done. Yeah, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, well obviously yes. I think I think it it's a PC only alpha, but then there's more stuff happening later. Um yeah. we don't know when, they haven't told us yet, but listen later. Wasn't it that that was the noise that's the noise of someone trying to drill quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my dentist tries to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't hear a thing. Nope. 
Right. Um, so other other than that, I suppose we better better move on. Um, so anybody else want to to take the reins here and introduce the the next? Oh, it's 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 a special. Yeah, I'm good. Ooh, I know old special. Yeah, yes, yeah, pretty. Yeah, look, I know. I know. Just going to just just before we get on with the rest of the show, I've just been looking, and we've got a, a message from somebody who's actually quite familiar. Cool. Whoever is in charge of the alliance these days, actually, I think it's Mahon, isn't it? I, I met you once at a, a party over at Lave. Did you know you look an awful lot like that Antonacci chap? From Cecil. That's me. I'm a Hutton trucker for the market. Is better. Regarding Lave, little place full of people, used to be yours, hasn't been for a while, and it's on fire. Or it was. On behalf of those ever so lovely people over at Lave Radio, they're good friends of ours here at Hutton, don't you know? I'm writing to you to clear up a few things. Number one, we really don't mind you throwing parties ever at Lave. The last one was quite good. If you remember, we met over a glass of gin or two for the mug. had a lovely chat about your surname. You remember, I asked if you were from the Balearics or had an allergy to milk products. Lovely condiments your family make, by the way. Perfect in a nice sandwich. You ought to dip my chips in. Anyway, I think you want to fire your record keepers as they appear to be a little bit behind the times. A few centuries. You see, Laves, not yours. They don't want you. They think you smell. Number two. Your misguided belief that Lave is still an alliance system seems to have caused a little bit of a brouhaha. It seems like a bunch of bad people actually believed you. They set fire to the station, because they think you smell bad, too. Problem is that you went there, which means that they missed. And got those lovely people at Lave Radio instead. I mean, this safety officer has gone missing, and that poor Eddie Leewise chap's not doing so well after his kilt outlet burned to the ground in his sporran got singed. Hey, I did that once, but that's a different incident. Number three, brandy. Particularly the very orange one they make over in Lave. Well, it it nearly caught fire, and, and that would have been a disaster. Not least of which, as I'd have to put my false teeth in normal disinfectant at night, and it just doesn't taste the same. 
for the mug. Yeah, actually, in a mug, but that's beside the point. And then we come to point D. Even after you threw the party and stuck your little flag in something that's not yours and convinced a bunch of terrorists that he lived there so that they could do bad things, you haven't even had the proper decency to include this ever so little but very well-loved station in your plans to help out all of the people who were hurt. And for that, we say that you smelled really bad, like cheese. Not a nice kind, the other kind. that has been left out in the sun a little bit. So, on behalf of all of us, would you kindly disabuse everyone of the notion that you get anything at all to do with life? Unless, of course, you're sending help, in which case we might let you put up a little blue plaque or something, probably on the back of the cubicle toilet door. Yours sincerely, me. I tell you what, I'd better want to run to the NMLA, too. To the NMLA. From me, Cecil. Regarding the mess you made, would you kindly pack it in and bugger off? Please find enclosed a special bottle of gin that I took the trouble to filter thoroughly for you as a goodbye present. Yeah, that's better. Lots of love, Cecil. Yes, I think that's succinct and to the point. Perfect. Now, where did I put the stamps for the mug? Ugh. Well, that's them told, and no mistake. It's time now for the Galnet Digest. This week, Commander Beetlejude is holding the fort. Um, we think Wotherspoon is still trapped with the lay radio crew. News Digest, 18th of March, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the smell of burning. Why not Sol? Artisanal spaceflight. Familiar tools. The smell of burning. With the notable exception of Li Qingjiao Starport in Seoul, the fires are out. The evacuation effort is complete. Eight of the nine stations attacked by the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army in their attempt to make life better for everyone are still smoking gently, but the repair teams are already at work, scrubbing off the bright green caustic enzymes that coated every external surface of the starports. After a tremendous effort on the part of commanders everywhere, Operation Ida the station repair organisation and many other similar organisations and individuals can swing into action, carrying materials to repair the stations. 
Judging by previous performance, these stations should come back online next week and the week after. At the same time, a massive effort is underway to bring much-needed medicines to those rescued. All sorts of medicines are needed, all the way from aspirin for headaches to prophylactics to help those rescued take their minds off the recent tragedy and the untimely death of Aunt Mildred by engaging in a little gentle exercise. All the way from bunion cream to those special medicines for special diseases, as advanced medicines appear to be described. Strangely, the one sort of medicine not required is the new miracle drug, nanomedicine, which has almost magical restorative properties. Perhaps the humanitarian budget doesn't stretch quite that far. It's also not entirely clear who will be providing these medicines to the LAVE system, which is neither imperial, federal, nor alliance. With luck, the alliance government will make the same mistake the terrorists made and treat LAVE as though it's still part of the alliance. In LAVE, Operation Orange Peel recorded more than one million lives saved during the evacuation, and of course many other commanders not using the Hutton Helper have also been hard at work. Even the LAVE station archivist, Commander Phoenix Defire, has been rescued and can be seen wandering around the rescue ship, muttering something about trying to find his miniatures and smouldering gently. There has been talk of prizes for those who contributed the most to the effort, Galnet News Digest believes that everyone who took part, no matter how small their achievement, should be rewarded equally for this Herculean effort. Why not Sol? When the Nine Martyr stations were bombed a week ago, a huge effort swung into place to rescue the people who were trapped on board those blazing starports. A week later, the federal starport Li Ching Zhao in Seoul stands out as the one starport that failed to attract enough rescuers to empty the stations and put the fires out. Why should this be? Does nobody love Seoul? Actually, it's all down to bureaucracy. Plenty of pilots have come in ready to rescue those trapped, but not many potential passengers had the correct immigration stamp on their passport. And getting the correct immigration stamp would require them working their way through the maze of twisted girders, walking through the waterfall of fire, braving the caustic enzyme lake to get to the passport office, which is currently closed due to having a massive hull breach vent all the oxygen from that part of the starport. Pilots wishing to conduct rescue operations may still do so, but please remember to fill in an absentee immigration form for everyone loaded on board and submit one copy to the burning passport office, file one copy in the Federal Archive at Warren Prison Mine in Ross 128 before you depart from the station, and keep one copy on board to hand in at the port of disembarkation. Failure to comply with this simple control is punishable by death for each occurrence of the misdemeanour. The Federation isn't entirely sure why Leeching Jar Station is still in crisis, but President Hudson, who also needs to appoint a new vice president because of the uncalled for goings on at the starport, is not at all pleased. And do you know what President Hudson does when he's not best pleased? He goes to war with someone. Artisanal Spaceflight Flight. 
Following this morning's appeal for medicines to help federal, imperial and alliance systems, further details have emerged of the alliance's offer of rewards to those who supply safeguard interstellar with the vital medicines it needs to do its job. The alliance has come under some criticism for the nature of its offering, which on first glance looks a little underwhelming next to the Federal and Imperial options. The Federation is offering a really good overcharged and armoured power plant, although at size 3 its application will be limited to adders, Imperial Eagles, Type 6 transporters, Vipers and some specialised exploration builds using larger ships. The Empire will supply an over-engineered size 3 shield generator with thermal and kinetic resistance that will work really well in an Imperial courier. Both the Federation and Empire are also offering permits to their respective capital systems, and the Alliance is offering the same, although quite what you'd want it for is anyone's guess. Perhaps to visit the Lacon discount outlet, but you might not need to go there. The Alliance's special reward for those who come into the top 75% of participants is a Lacon Spaceways Type 6 transporter of your very own. Remember back when you couldn't afford an Asp Explorer and you thought the Type 6's 96 tonnes of cargo space was pretty good? Yeah, one of those Type 6's. And if you come in the top 75% of an appeal to hoard medicines around the galaxy and you don't already have a Type 6, then how are you hauling the medicines in the first place? Once you've sold your first load, you already have enough money to buy the Type 6. Well, we're sure it won't just be a plain old normal Type 6. This will be a special Alliance-themed ship. Won't have any of those engineered fripperies that the Federation and Empire seem to think we want. It will be a plain, simple, classic Type 6. Wholesome and righteous. Made the old-fashioned way by craftsmen. The sons of fathers who were craftsmen before them. The ships will have controls cut from the finest mahogany, real leather on the dash. They will be supplied with a two-tone beige paint job and a special light brown nylon flight suit will accompany each purchase. The E-grade frameshift drive, the original factory-fitted drive, will come encased in a hand-woven wicker covering incorporating the Alliance logo. The authentic 3E shield generator will be made from artisanal paper mache. Who could not want this most elegant, this most desirable of ships? The 3307 stock Type 6 is sure to become a classic. However, one thing to check carefully is the stated value of this reward Type 6. The engineered modules supplied as rewards for recent effort have had a resale value of zero credits. This means they make no contribution to the rebuy cost should your ship have an unfortunate accident and that it costs exactly 100 credits to have them transferred to any station in the galaxy, regardless of distance. If this Type 6 has a zero rebuy cost, that might make it quite attractive to certain commanders with specialised needs. Familiar Tools Pilots Federation has been showing off some of the hand tools we'll get to use when we get the Odyssey permits, which for some commanders will be before the end of the month. They seem exciting and new, but also somehow familiar. The profile analyzer scans people, commanders or other folk, for basic personal data. And if you set it into overdrive, it allows you to clone the identity of those people, giving you their security clearance and letting you walk into restricted areas and probably steal their credit card too. The energy link tool allows you to charge things up 
possibly in both directions. You can plug into a socket and charge things using your suit's battery, or you can give them a nasty shock that may well break the sensitive security software, thus allowing you to walk into restricted areas in a different way. We've also seen glimpses of the exciting weaponry we'll be able to use when we're doing all that walking about, and we've seen the biological scanner that explorers can use to discover new plants. We really can't wait to see what other inspired new designs the Pilots' Federation can come up with. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Thank you very much, Commander Beetlejude. Please do tell Commander Wotherspoon that he's sorely missed. Yes, we want you to lie. Time now for Commander Chicks to regale us with another delve into the A to Z of Hutton Space. And today it's the turn of W with Wolf 359. After that, we'll go to Flossie with the CG News. <laughs> In this episode of the A to Z of Hutton, we take a look at Wolf 359, another of those elusive red dwarf systems that have sat unnoticed in humanity's backyard from a time before even Palantir was in short pants. Indeed, being such a system, it wasn't until the earlier 20th century that astronomer Max Wolf spotted it by comparing photographic plates and included it as the 359th entry in his extensive star catalogue in 1919. At 7.5 light years distant, it is the fifth furthest system from Sol, marginally more distant than Y0855-0714, but not quite the utter schlep that is a trip to Sirius. For those interested in such matters, and as the astrology officer will confirm, it lies in the constellation of Leo. I'm sorry, that should have been apology officer, surely? No, I was right the first time. Anyway, I'm a Scorpio and we don't believe in that kind of nonsense. And don't call me Shirley. Still, don't bother trying to spot it below Leo's belly, as despite its closeness, and like the runner-up in the last Federation election, it is a hopelessly dim candidate. Wolf 359 is a small, low-mass system, its red dwarf star having only 9% the mass of Sol, barely enough mass to permit hydrogen fusion. Visiting commanders have even been heard to note, my, what small planets you've got, referring to the two small landable low-G bodies, Campbell's Claim and Camp Donald's but where they can surface prospect for a wide variety of useful materials. Cunningly, what else would the Pilots' Federation choose to name the first station in such a low-mass system? Yes, you've been missing the joke for this long. Low-mass orbiter, of course, an orbit station. The other is a Coriolis, Powell High, and, try as I might, I just can't see the gag in that one. Both offer plenty of berths for commanders with large hips. I'm sure that should be large ships. Additionally, two surface stations are open to commercial traffic and a further three surface installations make it a small but busy little place. 
The economy of Wolf 359 is based on industry, but it remains a relatively economically poor system. Latterly sitting in the lower half of the Hutton influence tables, its small population of 130,000 just about managing to keep the wolf from the door. A prosperous system when Hutton took control in 3302, infrastructure failures, outbreaks and pirate attacks have recently become more frequent as commander's attention has drifted elsewhere. Hmm? Look, a squirrel. Hutton's home system Alpha Centauri, being the next closest system to Sol, made for an interesting glitch in the Matrix when Hutton unexpectedly expanded into none other than the very cradle of humanity, Sol. This caused ructions at the highest level of the Federation, gas were never so flabbered, and rumour has it that Lord Braben himself had a sweater shopping expedition interrupted until it was decided just what the hell was going on and what to do about it. The Pilots' Federation were forced to immediately take the blue pill. Some shady looking agents in black suits and dark glasses turned up, there was a bright flash, and Hutton was suddenly in control of Wolf 359 without anybody remembering why or how they got there. Wolf 359 is perhaps better known as the ancestral home of that most wretched of moustache twirling schemers and plot hatchers, the notorious, the infamous, the alliterated, dastardly Don Antonacci. It was here at his lair, Vert's Pride, a well-defended fortress on Campbell's claim, where three wings of Hutton commanders joined forces against the Don. Have you got hull repair? Yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. They engaged in an epic planetary battle in a combined Hutton ship and SRV mission that suppressed and penetrated the base. That's the Warning, base calling. You Will you stop shooting? Hacked into its systems. Five, four, three, two, one. Scan your data points, guys. And carried off a massive data heist back in July 3302. The ground assault elements landed nearby and made a stealthy approach in their SRVs outside the range of the surface defences, whilst the airborne elements engaged and destroyed the system defence ships, surface defence turrets, Goliath drones and surface skinners, allowing the ground assault team SRVs to approach into the facility relatively unmolested. The truckers huffed and they puffed and they finally blew the door in. Some confusion ensued about how to actually hack the place, but our brave commanders successfully turned something off and something back on again. So there we have it, Wolf 359. Slightly heavier than a house made of straw, but certainly less flammable. Grandma would be very proud. With this week's Community Goals News. Last week's CCCG Operation Orange Peel, part one, um, the fires are now out with over one million passengers rescued. 
212 commanders are listed on Hutton Helper as helping with rescues at Lave Station. The Adman 2315 and the Cleaner 80 held on to their first two places with 56,564 and 36,182 passengers rescued respectively. Zed Stormbringer then stormed ahead to take third place with 30,392, pushing FTM Mustang 07 down to fourth. 60 commanders have all been have all rescued over 5,000 passengers each, and 33 have rescued over 10,000 each. The final total is 1,4,326 passengers rescued. Particular thanks to the Paladin Consortium, Privateers Alliance and Live Radio for their efforts. Due to the hard work of over 50 squadrons as well as independent pilots, we're able to enter the next stage of this CCCG. Phase 2, Station Repairs. Uh, the full shopping list for Lave is changing by the minute as people are delivering various items. Currently appears to be uh, beryllium, More details can be found at our CCC event page at https colon slash slash hot dot for the mug dot com slash current dash events slash orange dash pale. New CGs. Uh, medical supplies for Alliance, Imperial and Federal Starport bombing survivors. Safeguard Interstellar requires deliveries of medicines to treat casualties from the NMLA's recent terrorist attack. CEO Noel Beaumont announced Hundreds of thousands of civilians still require urgent medical attention after being evacuated from the damaged stations. Many have severe caustic burns inflicted by the corrosive enzyme payload of the explosives. We have already exhausted the majority of supplies in the nearby systems. To reinforce overstretched health services, we, we request shipments of basic medicines and advanced medicines. These can be delivered to Krylov Ring in the Hebo system, Mackenzie Relay in the Semilest Semi-Yes system and Davis Terminal in the Duamta system. Safeguard Interstellar has partnered with Perez Ring Brewery, Lavigny's Legion and Duamta Gold Creative Corps to reward pilots and distribute the medicines. 
If Tier 1 is reached in the Alliance CG, the top 75% of participants will receive a permanent Alios system permit and a Lacon Spaceways Type 6 transporter. The ship will be delivered and stored at Krylov Ring in the Hebo system by the 26th of March. If Tier 1 is reached in the Imperial CG, the top 75% of participants will receive a permanent Akanar per system permit and fully engineered size 3 Class A shield generator with thermic, thermal and kinetic resistance. The module will be placed in storage at Mackenzie Relay in the Semius system by the 26th of March. If Tier 1 is reached in the Federal CG, the top 75% of participants will receive a permanent SOLP system permit and a fully engineered size 3 Class A overcharged and armoured power plant. The module will be placed in storage at Davis Terminal in the Duamta system by the 26th of March. The joint initiative will run for one week and if the final target on any of them is met earlier than planned, then that particular one will end immediately. To earn rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before handing in the basic and advanced medicines at Krylov Ring in the Hebo system, Mackenzie Relay in the Semia system, or Davis Terminal in the Duamta system. Only commodities handed in after signing up will count towards your personal contribution total. And that's it for this week's CCCG CG News. Blossy told you what to do. I always think that CGs are like the buses. I mean, you wait for ages for one to come along and then three turn <laughs> up and go whizzing past you, drenching yeah, you with water from a puddle. Yeah. No? Yeah. Three CGs and a, and a, and a CCCG. Who? <laughs> 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 well, let's move quickly on to the sports results. Welcome again to the Hutton Sports Report. The Hutton Sports Report is sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with free marshmallows to toast out the window of your ship at Leave Station. This week we have the following events, the Racing Back from Beagle Point Gumball Sprint, the I'm All Ready for When We Swap Over to Repair Mode Charity Shield, the I Don't Care If You're Standing On Your Head Evacuation Challenge, the Everything's Broken Except For The Thing That Finds You Cup, the If You Need Me I'll Be Over Here Blowing Stuff Up Pro-Am Tournament, and the No Kidding You're Impatient I'm Still Loading The Ship Challenge. In the classified results, touching the green goo will take away your privileges and your fingers. Escape pods are wild and if you're fined, then you have to return to the rescue ship. Do not go to the passenger lounge and do not collect rewards. Let's get the teletype machine working, will we? Thank you very much. Zabedian, 54. Mark Santius, 41. Chris Hankey, Hankey Clone, XR2957-D, 79. Key Mahone, 67. The Adman, 2315, 1269. The Cleaner, 80, 915. 
Alex Zuno, 1,155. Still Chrissy, 243. Shatter Mage, 342. Iron Beagle, 188. The Admin, 2315. 33,665. The Queen of 80, 24,055. Montrose, 2. Ebrionians, 3. Partick Thistle, 1. Denhouse Muir, 3. Ross 671 County, 2. Alpha Centauri Centaurs, 2. Wise 0855-0714 Harriers 1 LHS340 Rovers 2 Leave Brandywines vs Dynamo Sol Match postponed um, Decals this week for the de- the Adman 2315 Hardly surprising, it was mentioned twice um, Please email itookpart at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your hut and decal kit which this week consists of a metal plate with a hut and shape cut, I'll start again. Please email itookpart at hussinorbital.com and arrange to collect your hut and decal kit, which this week consists of a metal plate with a hut and shape cutout, so the heat can blister the paint off of your ship in a nice hut and pattern. Five hut and runs this week, four of which were from Socrates Ectoplasm. They're not getting any closer to Hardy's record, and Socrates is still in third place overall. Could you do better? Could you do... Could you outdo any of the commanders above in chosen events? Can you get a beluga through a mangled toast rack, round the debris and on your landing pad at full speed? Do you have the nerve to sit inside the station scooping up escape pods as the docking bay melts around you? You do? Well, that's excellent news. Why not go to hot.forthemug.com and download or sign up for the Hutton Helper before heading over to Leave Station with your elbow out the window so you get a trucker's tan? And third degree burns. Let's face it, anything has to be better than hanging around the docking bay with your 23 mates, hoping someone will accept a bottle of Levian brandy and a cooked crumble as payment for taking you all to the rescue ship. Anyway, that's it. Back to the studio. Thank you very much, the uh, Apology Officer. Now it's time for the Galnet Res Digest. And um, something... A little bit different from Amelia. Good evening. This is Amelia Hawke, newly promoted reporter for the Galnet Rares Digest. We try the galaxy's rarest and most dangerous trade goods, so you don't have to. This week, we've slipped over to the MedB system to try out a rare commodity which, without it existing, the galaxy might as well just grind to a halt. Deep in the system, over a million light seconds from the arrival point, is a small moon, home to Valadoc, and for the last few decades the scientists and processing plant that make a very small quantity of an incredibly special commodity. Much space engineering, once you get all the science and electronics out of the way, involves either sticking things that need to be stuck or unsticking things that shouldn't be. The perils of unfettered friction in our day and today lives lead to unnecessary wear and tear. Heat where there shouldn't be heat. 
breakages and breakdowns, and ultimately mean that everything isn't going quite as smoothly as it should be. The answer to just about every sticky problem you'll come across is most probably better lubrication. The little layer of low friction something that helps everything slide home, keeps things that shouldn't slow from slowing down, and keeps the insides of anything that has moving parts whisper quiet. Since the dawn of humanity making stuff, making it slide along, slip down, or move that little bit easier, has been a key element in advancement. Cave-dwelling prehistoric man shoving a rock along realized that sacrificing a passing wildebeest just in front of it helped it slip over the rocky ground a little bit easier. The inventor of the wheel found that a little bit of fat from his bacon pan helped his axle keep spinning with less effort. And, well, as for professional wrestlers, well, it's hard to get a good grip on someone that's covered in baby oil. Scientists at MedBee came up with the ultimate in frictionless contact. Their patented MedBee Star Lube. Inert, able to withstand extremes of pressure and temperature, totally non-toxic, and as far as anyone can tell, the single best lubricator in the known galaxy. This prized chemical commodity has found uses in all walks of life. In pursuit of the legendary perpetual motion machine, MedBee Starlube is about as close as you can get to frictionless contact. Only the tiniest millionth of a fraction more than spinning a superconducting magnetic bearing and without the power and cooling requirements. It has allowed advances in space technology on both a small and large scale like few other discoveries. The patented formula for the lube is a heavily guarded secret and is massively complex to create. The raw ingredients and the chemical processes that produce this colourless, clear substance are unknown outside of the MedBee system. It's clearly hard to produce and only stocked in tiny amounts for huge sums of money. But, as they say, a little bit of lube goes a long way. A layer coating the internals of an ancient combustion engine and it will keep running long after the wheels have fallen off. The body rusted and the manufacturer's original warranty has been filed under ancient texts in the local museum. Used in transport systems, it allows monorail carriages to glide along from station to station without a whisper and without the need for constant high energy propulsion. Land speed records are now limited only by air resistance. Railgun rounds are often coated in them to help in the early stages of acceleration before magnetism takes over. And, of course, there are the other uses. Imperial Med B Star Lube parties where the participants liberally apply it to themselves and spend their weekends in orgiastic, tangled zero-g hedonism. Galactic Olympic bobsled teams that exceed the speed of sound on their runs down the mountain. But, as ever, there's a downside. Star Lube naturally coats any surface it is applied to with a thin layer, and that layer is exceedingly hard to remove. You can't scrape it off, 
It resists detergents and soaps, and only with a special counter-agent available from the MedB system do you have a hope of being able to safely grip something ever again. Get this on your hands and butterfingers won't even begin to describe what will happen if you try to pick something up. Stuff will quite literally slip from your grip with even the smallest pressure. Try and give someone who's coated in MedB Starlube a hug in Zero-G, and when you squeeze, they'll shoot across the room into the nearest bulkhead. Spill some on a walkway, and it's best to just condemn that section of the floor and eject it into the nearest sun, as unless you're a professional ice skater, your near future will involve the words, oh shit, disappearing into the distance and only stopping when you hit a heavy object. Galnet's funniest home videos TV show is full of MedB Starlube-related accidents and pranks. It's a part of student japery to apply a few drops to a fellow student's door handle. Widely used in medical circles, especially when external scans don't show what they're supposed to and the insertion of something large into some, something else for a good probing is the only recourse or helping get that bucket of off of little Johnny's head when he's finished trying to imitate a TV robot. In fact, the only place where MedB Starloop surprisingly isn't prevalent is in the adult entertainment industry, as trying to do those things that they do with the people that do such things when they can't actually get a hold of anything and their fellow protagonists keeps slipping off the bed slash chair slash piece of scenery they're attempting to perch on doesn't make for the most titillating of content. Oh, and I've got it on reliable authority that a little bit of friction actually is important in these activities. So, it's rare. It's exceptionally useful. It's expensive and it's really hard to get off if you've spilled it. But where's the danger? Well, other than the obvious dropping the soap incident, falling over and smashing your arm into bits when you slip on some or the rather more expensive leak from your engine bay all over the docking pad and then watching the next ship come in, come careening past you at speed and smash nose first into the control tower. It's, it's the removal agent. It instantly hardens the star lube and it becomes the opposite of smooth, supple and slippery. It becomes rock hard. At that point, you need a firm hammer and an even stronger will as pulling hardened star lube off your skin will take anything it's attached to with it. I'm Amelia Hawke, reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest, and having had a MedBee star lube massage earlier today, I'm happy to say that putting on my Remlock brand undersuit was remarkably easy. But uh, I'm really not looking forward to having the coating and all of my hair removed later. Thank you very much, Amelia. Yeah, I did wonder what that was when I shook your hand earlier. 
<laughs> I am now I am now so smooth you could spread me on ten slices a whole week with just one swipe. Well, yes, it's it's um it's interesting stuff. I mean, as you said, a little of it goes an awfully long way, usually sort of down the corridor and into the bulkhead. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 amazing stuff. I mean, modern spacefaring, all of the machinery and equipment in our ships, and whatever. Just a couple of drops of this, and um, it, it'll run forever, won't it? Yes, forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah, Palantir but- uses that to get his headset off. <laughs> yes. well, you need to when you've got a head. Is, is that there. the this thing's too small and it's crushing my head? It's too wee, it's crushing my head. Yes. Yeah, and obviously little little little, little Johnny getting his head stuck in the bucket. And things. I mean, this yes. stuff, this stuff. It, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a wonder chemical, and obviously, you know, humanity does use it for some of the more um, um, entertaining personal uses, should we say, as well. Mm. I mean, that that whole video that we saw of you know the, somebody trying to give somebody a hug. Uh, having had some put on them that, that was and, a scary uh, video <laughs> whoosh oh, off to go <laughs> there you so go so messy it oh are those those i mean uh, there was there was much attention for the um uh the the imperial parties uh, in the in the twitch channel chat there i think there were people asking where they sign up for these things you, you <laughs> dirty <laughs> dirty dirty bunch oh dear cloud dirty crackers. i know yeah. the parties that go on board the uh the uh, the cloud atlas we know we know who what those are, <laughs> but um, oh dear. If I, funky Abigail, if only there was some sort of futuristic surf factor that could bond with Starleaf and make it absorbable in water. <laughs> well, I can see you're, you're all thinking about this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're making up their own applications now, aren't they? <laughs> Uh, Phoenix to Fire has just turned out. Phoenix to Fire. Um, this is the end of the show now. We just reached. <laughs> you're late. <laughs> Yep. Um, I, I think Phoenix Defire's not on fire anymore. I think somebody's actually managed to put him out. You yep. might say his arrival was seamless. Mm. Well, a, a bit like the show. But, um, he yeah, I mean. Barbecue food, though, doesn't he? He does. There's a bit of a smoky <laughs> smell around, um, yeah. yes, the Phoenix Defire this evening. But look, um, well, thank you very much, everybody, for. Uh, for uh, taking part in the show and to, to the writers and to the performers this evening also to our audience uh, it's lovely to have you on board and uh, see all your comments come past um we've got uh, next week now is it end of the month again it is it is it is that means yes. that next thursday um and i think i'm going to be on the deck so i did swap seas with palantir earlier didn't i palantir and um, so it looks like i'm going to be pushing the magic buttons for the green room week flossy yeah. A green room week. What does it mean? It means that people can come into the green room on TeamSpeak and um, we, at near the end of the show, we go to the green room and we chat to them about what they've been doing. And if they've got nothing to say, they say... For the mug. Um, and yes, obviously, yeah, do, do try and make sure you've charged the batteries in your microphone or your headset before you join. Uh, there's always one. Where we come to talk to them and there's absolute silence. Don't call us from inside the washing machine either. (laughs) Thump, bang, thump, bang. Yeah. Um, And uh, so, yeah, if you do want to take part in the show and the end of the show next week, um, you want to go to TeamSpeak server. Commander Chicks, the TeamSpeak server address is? Uh, TS.forthemug.com. And apology officer, there's something very important to note about the address that we've just given out. Yes. It's not a it's not a www. It's just ts.fathermark.com. In fact, it doesn't even go in your browser, does it? No, no. Because no. it's nope. a Teamspeak thing. Yeah, you download Teamspeak and you put it in as a server address. There isn't yeah. a password, and you'll see um, a Teamspeak client three. Are we on? 
Yes. Or yeah, Team TeamSpeak yeah. three, and you'll see that there is there'll be a room with marked with green room feed. There's live broadcast chat enabled where you can actually chat to your fellow commanders while we're doing our bit. Mm-hmm. Or there's also the radio green room silent where you can just sit and listen and you don't have to listen to everybody else's. I believe waffle. that's the green room of shut up. <laughs> or the room of shut up. No, yeah, I think the, the room, room of shut, shut up is where they lock people who's being a pain in the. Oh, yeah. okay, fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's where that's where we keep all the spare clones. You can go there. Yep. Um, other than that, obviously, um, Flossie, if anybody in the community has their own events going on over yeah, the next few weeks, um, they should get in touch with us, shouldn't they, and tell us all about them? You should, yes. Because then you've got something can... to talk about. Yeah. We'll uh, be able to let people know. And how might they get in touch with us to tell us about the exciting things they're doing in the galaxy? By emailing, I took part at com. Yep, drop us an email there if you've got any of your own events going on. Obviously, and then the week after, we will be broadcasting live from the Alpha, I would imagine. Oh, yes. Mm. Like yep, we, your suit. <laughs> yeah, we, we might even let the apology officer have a few pictures if, you know. No, I'll, really st- I'll stay inside and, you know. Sulk. Polish yeah. your type 10. I'll be, yeah, I'll be on my way. I'll be on my way to Beagle Point in the type 10, but then I don't care. <clears throat> Not talking to anybody. No, um, I'll phone it in. And, of course, um, yeah, thank you very much to, to Cecil for the sketch. Um, we have had a couple of requests come through via private message. Um, Commander Ventura is here with his microphone quietly in the corner. And between Commander Ventura and our very own Palantir, they, they've probably got a recording somewhere, which will be uploaded to two locations, Commander Palantir. Yes, we will get a video on YouTube straight away. I mean, obviously, the replay of the Twitch will be available instantly. We will be uploading to uh, YouTube, to our channel, uh, youtube.com slash C slash Hutton, no, bum, Hutton Trucker something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've even got a button. Just search search for Hutton Orbital on on, on YouTube. You'll find it. Youtube.com slash C slash Hutton Orbital Truckers. There we go. What's the C for? It's where the fish live, you idiot. Yes. Um, And then there's the other location that we upload it to. Yes, we upload the audio portion to uh, media.forthemug.com. Uh, so if you RSS want to pass the podcast yeah, yeah, that, around your friends. Yes, and that'll be uh, – the nice thing with that is it's a bit shorter because uh, Commander Ventura takes out all the rubbish. <laughs> well, not okay, all the rubbish. Right, you, can minutes, 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 you, could, you could still hear us, you know. <laughs> so it, it just, just leaves in the Galnet News Digest and the Galnet Rares Digest. It, and, it's, uh, and it's on iTunes as yeah. well. And, uh, yeah. but you don't need the CG News if you've got Galnet. <laughs> um, yes, we do. And, and of course... It, it doesn't read it in your voice, Flossie. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. And, um, of course, Commander Chicks, your element, the review of Hutton Systems, goes up to its own little playlist as well. It does yes yes i've noticed thank you to palantir that's all right mm-hmm. yep um, for anybody the, who's the time to listen Ooh. to the entire show sorry so it's a and plus it's also a nice collection people can catch up once once they're complete then people can play through them all one after the other which would be quite fun well during the next lockdown you mean yes mm. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> when, when, it's just when, about when, enough to occupy a year's worth of lockdowns I think. When, when, when the zombies are roaming the streets that'll be Instead of Parliament, then that'll be time. Oh. Yep, and and of course, um, Commander Wotherspoon and Beetle Jude don't just provide their wonderful audio for Hutton Orbital Radio; they also provide it for Lave Radio, which is on Tuesday evenings. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
where you yes. can catch up with Commander uh, Edel of Ice and Phoenix Defire and the evil Shan and, and others as they discuss the the uh, what's going on in the Elite Universe from outside the Elite Universe rather than inside it like we do. Um, and, of course, Commander Wotherspoon releases right throughout the week any interesting news that comes out through Galnet. He and Beetlejude take their own take on it and regularly release throughout the week little little snippets of news as they break. And if you go to YouTube and search for the Galnet News Digest, you will find that as well. You will also find a link to that in the little notes under our video, because we're kind like that. So yes, much, 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 much media to occupy your week if you're doing things like space trucking into and out of lave. Flossie, have we got a, 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 a final sort of totalizer? How are we doing? Have we finished the copper yet? Oh, Copper's done. Let's Copper's just done. have a look. Copper's done, Copper's is done. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just having a look at the page where it is there. We still waiting for autofabricators. Uh, 16, just under 17,000 left on yeah, that's of fabs. Yeah, I've been doing them as well. There's no money in them. Yeah, uh, insulating membranes only eleven thousand eight hundred and six, but I don't think it was many of them to start with. No, we're playing through it. Have you got the, the total there of how much cargo we've we've managed to shift so oh, far? So one ninety one, just one one yeah one nine one two two four. Yeah, 191,224 tons done already by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Fifteen squadrons have now sent representatives mm -hmm. yes. from the Wolves of Janai through to Freelancing Agency. Obviously, Paladins and uh, Privateers Alliance are well up there as well. And top of the table at the moment on the deliveries is the maestro himself. Yes, Antarius Fusion. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't so, see the, I don't see the Black Galaxy Society this time. No, no, they have they haven't turned up. They got lost. Mm. Oh, <laughs> they fell off the edge. So the um, guy, the guy who does the numbers, fell off. Is in the first place. First place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he is. He, it is legit. Mm. We, we do get. We do get sight of this. Mm. And in fact, um, if you if you <laughs> click on Hobbit Truckers and hover over it, he's done thirteen thousand tons of aluminium, two hundred tons, two hundred forty tons of beryllium, thirteen thousand tons of copper, five hundred tons of gallium, four hundred and fifty tons of indium, five hundred tons of lithium, one hundred sixty one tons of polymers, polymers nine hundred eighty six superconductors, and one hundred and twelve tantalums. Oh, wow. So we can keep an eye that he's being legit. You know. Because he's a guy that does the hut and helper, does that mean he gets a cut off of everybody else's? He takes a small fee off. Yeah, the he, takes, yes. he takes one percent off of everybody's. But mm. interestingly, Millstone Barn of Ed's thirty eight, based out usually based out in Colonia, is actually oh, yeah. over lending us lending us a hand and is in second place. And one of the lovely things to say about this is there are so many people who aren't regular hut and truckers taking part. These other groups as well. And that's one of the reasons we put the list up because we've got uh, there are three commanders who aren't in a squadron at all taking part. Mm -hmm. We've got people from all sorts, you know, all over the galaxy. So it's lovely to be able to identify, you know, where they're coming from, which groups are actually taking part. So yeah, thank you very much to everybody for representing your factions. Yes, um, commander checks is in there at nine. Yeah. Yes, yeah, seven thousand tons. Seven. Yep. We've even got a JCB digger. Spanking water purifiers. Yeah. Yeah, JCB Digger of the Lave Radio Network. Yeah. I'm at number 12, which is lucky because if I'd been one higher, nobody would know what I was talking about. 11. <laughs> 11. <laughs> uh, I'm at 18. I can see your poppies at 18. Yeah. There's Edley Weiss. But I haven't done much so far. Yeah. I'll, I'll get higher. I got jammed. <laughs> if you I want to... 20. 
if if you if you're listening and you do want to sort of take part, join in, and have a bit of fun, uh, you know, fixing the station, um, I think there are a bunch of people doing it open. There are people doing it in private groups. Um, Mo- Mobius as well sent a few Mobius PVE community. They got two pilots flying in Mobius there um, taking part, mm-hmm. Jekyll and Etanin. Um, but if you do want to take yeah, take part in this, how might you get your name on this table? You would go to hot.forthemug.com and click on the link to to get yourself the Hutton Helper, which you can either download and attach it to the EDMC uh, app or you can actually just attach your account to it. That's all you need to do. It's simple. And if your Xbox or PS4, that's the way to go is to just to, to get yourself logged in. You sign up for it and it records everything in the background. You don't even have to have the website open when you're doing stuff. It would just be there when you want to go and have a look. Every time I hear someone say hot.forthemug.com, I hear Buck shouting it in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, we, we, can't, we can't get rid of the, you know, yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, keep, keep going to the therapy at all that length. Hot.forthemug.com. <laughs> the only... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, harder than a bunch of jumping that. frogs on a hot tin plate. Right. Well, that's it for this this evening. Thank you very much, everybody, once again. Thank you very much to the listener. Thank you very much for Phoenix to Fire for actually turning up at the end there. And um, we will see you next week. Now, are there any clock changes between now and then? Or is, is no, that this no, weekend? Or no, no, it's, it's next, next week. Next week. Next weekend. weekend. So, yeah. so, same time mm-hmm. yep, next same time. week. Yes. It's actually the same time every week, but the time that same is the same time. Same time, time same yeah. hunting place. place. 2030 UTC on twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truggers or on radio on radio.forthemug.com. We will see you next week. Thank you very much and good night. For the mug. For the mug. 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 Margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere Loading up the teen to the brim with rails To the sun, Squibble likes the pilot on the Xbox One. Alvin at the front, you know he leads as well. Trucking across the galaxy, now everybody else. Follow back, follow back. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. Follow back, follow back. Now everybody sing the Hutton Trucker song.
years to go. Cruising to Hudson, whoa, whoa, whoa. No journey too long and no cargo too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. So shout it out loud like you don't even care. Father back, Father back. Yeah, you know just where I'm coming from. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end.